At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is VSIN's primetime action. Glad you could join us tonight from the South Point. It is Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. We got uh, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior analyst, talk NBA tonight. A lot of NBA going on. Wes Reynolds to talk all things football included. Golf as well. Can't uh, have Wes here without talking golf. Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Haven't spoken to him in a while. Look forward to his thoughts on the divisional round. And uh, Matt, a whole bunch of basketball tonight. I, I, I've been sitting here for the last five minutes getting my, my lungs together, mm-hmm. making sure that I have everything oh, prepared. Just for the lines. This is, this is, this is a long list of games <laughs> that we have tonight. In the association. So let's kick things off here. The next two are tipping off right now. So if you want in on the Nets and Wizards, the Wizards are one, one and a half point home favorites over the Nets. 235, 235 and a half is your total. Of course, remember Kevin Durant out for the Nets for an extended period of time. If you're wondering what this line is sitting where it is. Uh, Magic and the Sixers. Sixers are 11, 11 and a half point home favorites over the Magic. 214 is your total. 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific, the Timberwolves and the Hawks. The Hawks are one, one and a half point home favorites over the Timberwolves. 235, 235 and a half your total. 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific, the Hornets and the Celtics. Celtics, two and a half to three point home favorites. Over the Hornets, you can find anywhere from 220 and a half to 221 and a half. The total there, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, the Blazers and the Heat. The Heat are 8.5 to 9-point home favorites, 210.5, 2.11, your total. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Cavs and the Bulls. The Cavs are 3, 3.5-point three road favorites over the Bulls, 215, 215.5, the total. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Grizzlies and the Bucks. The Bucks are 6, 6.5-point six home favorites over the Grizzlies, 229, 229.5, the total. 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, the Raptors and the Mavericks. The Mavs are anywhere from 3.5 to 4.5 point home favorites. You can find 207.5 all the way to 208.5, the total there. 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, the Thunder and the Spurs. Spurs, 6.5 to 7 point home favorites over the Thunder. 220.5 all the way to 221.5, the total. 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, Rockets and the Jazz. The Jazz. 13.5 to 14-point home favorites, 229.5 to 30, your total. Pistons and the Kings. The Kings are 7, 7.5-point home favorites over the Pistons, 221, 221.5 the total. 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Clippers and the Nuggets. The Nuggets are 8.5-point home favorites over the Clippers, 213.5, 214 the total. 
And then 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific, we have the Pacers and the Lakers. The Lakers are 5 to 5.5 point home favorites over the Pacers. 225 to 225.5 your total and only three games over on the ice. Tonight, this one dropping right now, the Coyotes and the Devils. Devils, minus 195 home favorites over the Coyotes, plus 165 on the road underdog there. Leafs and the Rangers, 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. The the, uh, Leafs are minus 145 road favorites, plus 125 on the home Rangers, and then 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. The Avalanche and the Ducks. The Avalanche are minus 270 road favorites over the Ducks, plus 225 if you want the home underdog. Well done. Well done. Well done. You don't uh, hold Take it in the bath. third hour of the show. You Take don't, a breath. You don't hold a grudge against the Coyotes like you do the Kraken, I noticed. No, no. It's, it's you know. <laughs> Good that, point. You're a Krakenist. Yes. Kelly, cue the Rocky music. Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry passes test with contact practice. Thank you Says he feels good. Well done. Doesn't know the AutoZone jingle, but he's got that down. Got well that down. done. I got that down on cue. Doesn't it like add to the Derrick Henry thing every time you hear a development? I don't know, because i got to sing it so I can't really hear it. He's you know now what I mean? doing drills. The, uh, he looks good. Could you imagine if it was like, so how do you feel him. after practice today? No one ever has been like, yeah, I feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, terrible. It still hurts yeah, a fair it hurts amount. Yeah, a lot, actually. Yeah, it hurts a whole lot. Everyone always feels, everyone always feels great. Um, but yeah, no, and, and was asked uh, if he would be activated, and he said, "We'll see how this week goes." But then gave a big, yeah, grin afterwards. <laughs> the yes. activation will be tomorrow, or no, excuse me, Friday. By all indications, will be the official activation for, of Derrick Henry from IR for the Tennessee Titans. Three and a half point favorites against the Bengals on Saturday. Uh, the Chiefs did not. Uh, Chiefs who did not practice today. Running back Daryl Williams. Uh, with his toe injury, Rashad Fenton, the cornerback, he has a back injury. They didn't practice. Matt LaFleur, the Packers head man, he anticipates that Randall Cobb will play on Saturday. How about that? Uh, and then the Browns, Baker Mayfield, in case you were wondering, hey, did Baker Mayfield get that surgery yet? Apparently the answer was no. Uh, but he had it today to repair his torn labrum. So let's hope he heals up fine and that he can have himself a successful season next year, which would be his last under his current Brown's contract is set to make $18.85 million next year. It's his big payday on the rookie contract. Surgery just didn't doesn't mean what it used to when we were kids. Randall Cobb had core muscle surgery in the middle of the NFL season, and he's coming back to play. Remember uh, Freddie, I think it was, I think this is the right wide receiver, but don't hold me to this. I think it was Freddie Mitchell of the Eagles. Do you remember Freddie Mitchell? Oh, yeah. He caught the fourth and 22 back in the day from Donovan McNabb, I think most famously. Remember, he was the first dude. God, I hope it's him. It was an Eagles wide receiver. I think it was Freddie Mitchell. He was the first guy who blew out his knee, had an ACL tear, and then had cadaver surgery and was, like, back way before anybody had ever been back with an ACL. I don't know to what extent he was successful after that, but that was the first one of those where you're like, okay, this isn't – medicine develops. Three big offensive linemen news in the same game, and none of it good. So on the Rams side, left tackle Andrew Whitworth did not practice – Today, if you remember, he left that wild card game, tried to come back in, went back out, missed a pretty good portion of that game. And, you know, it looked, if you were watching the game, it looked really bad, actually. Like, it, it, he got rolled up on from behind. It looked like it could be super serious. According to scans, apparently it was, it was positive. That said, he didn't practice today. And uh, I would say that he is super questionable 
um, for this game. But then on the other side, the two guys we've been monitoring for the Bucks, Ryan Jensen, Tristan Wirfs, they both do not practice today Ooh. either in that one. Now, we were probably expecting Wirfs not to go, but Jensen did come back in that game last week, so maybe we thought he would go today, but instead did not go. They're probably being super, super cautious with them as it is anyway, but I think we're probably looking at, with all three of those guys, kind of that true game time decision deal where it's, you know, they're going to rest these guys up until the very last moment and see if it's possible for them to go. Obviously, Whitworth being left tackle, huge that he's not out there. And then, listen, you're you're talking about two starting linemen for the Bucks that could possibly not go. And that's that's massive as well because, again, the, the one thing that they have done phenomenally all year long is keep uh, – is keep Tom Brady clean, and he is—he doesn't get hit, he doesn't get sacked, and uh, he doesn't get pressured very much either. So to have to kind of reshuffle that offensive line with Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and company coming to town could be uh, could be interesting for the Bucks. Certainly doesn't make you uh, hate your Rams conviction any less. Does Certainly it? does not. Certainly yeah. does not. On the on the good end of uh, offensive line news, the Packers Bakhtiari did practice on on Wednesday. Now he already got in snaps in Week 18 as it was, anyways. Totally expected that he was going to play in this game, but even better that they felt good enough to get him out there on a Wednesday. Typically, if you know if you're if you're worried about a guy, you give him Wednesday off and get him back out there on on Thursday. But that was uh, that's not the case. And then on the the Bengals side of things, it, it hasn't been cleared yet. But Trey Henderson did practice in full, so that whole concussion thing looks like they, he is. You know, again we. We've seen guys that look like they were on the right track as well and not get not get cleared in the concussion protocol, but uh, typically don't practice in full on on a Wednesday if that's going to be the case. So uh, he did go in full. Can I uh, can I can I have a, a, the floor for about the Tennessee Titans for a second? Because I don't think I've ever spoken about them before on this show. I not that I'll yeah. pull the tape. I don't I don't I don't think <laughs> I think he's right. I can't remember I, any specific time. You know when I was uh, when I was driving in here to work and I just am alone in my thoughts. I was just thinking to myself. I was like, you know, the biggest story in the NFL last year was Tom Brady not being on the Patriots for the first time and leading the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl title. And I thought to myself, what's the biggest sort of macro story of this year? And I'm not talking about things that have happened on that show. Not Matt telling me he wanted to book my Titans bet. Not Matt saying when I didn't bet another Zverev pick that I decided to bet the Titans again to win the AFC, that at least I should have a chance with a bet. Not that stuff. I'm just talking about macro stories. Don't you think, give me this much, don't you think that if the Titans do get to the Super Bowl, not if they lose this week, but if they get to the Super Bowl, don't you think that the, the biggest story of this entire NFL season is the unbelievable just lack of respect in the markets for a team that became the number one seed in their conference? That I don't think we've ever seen a team like this before that got the number one seed, especially now in an era when only one team gets the number one seed. That they got there, and usually when a team overperforms, you say, well, yeah, they got to 13 and 4, whatever they got to, because they didn't beat anybody. Instead, this team has the best wins of any team in the NFL this year, right? One over the Rams, one over the Niners, two over the Colts, one over the Chiefs, who am I forgetting, uh, one over the Bills. Instead, they did the opposite. They had the best resume whatsoever. And then you say, oh, well, they probably played teams that had the injuries. No, they had the injuries. And yet after all this, they're going to be dogs next week no matter who they play. I just think it's a fascinating – forget forget our stuff here on the show. Forget what bets we have. I just think it's the most fascinating story, and it's very unique to this season. We've never seen – unless I'm forgetting, 
a number one seed in recent times where this, I, I don't remember a precedent. Yeah, I'm trying to look right now, see if there's anything com compar uh, comparable to it, but not really. I think it's an amazing story that not enough has been made of in mainstream media either. So we'll see how it, how it plays out. By the way, I do have te two tennis picks tonight, uh, 40 cents ahead of the uh, CLB yesterday, and either one. We're 50 cents ahead of Alex Molkan over Pablo Andujar. So you can't really play the Alex Molkan one, which starts at about 90 minutes on the men's side. You can play the late one, though. Marie Buskova is about plus 115 right now. A Slovakian player over, excuse me, a Czech player over Kaya Kanepi, Estonian. Marie Buskova, the playable tennis pick of the night. We'll come back. Stage of elimination in the National Football League. When will the eight teams each get eliminated? You have all the options available and you could bet on it. We'll do that next, right here on Beeson's Primetime Match. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you are looking live at primetime action with gil alexander and matt brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit visa.com to check the current betting splits data. That's betting splits data. Putting bets. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under it against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way. That VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Skill, Matt, Kelly, how about some stage of elimination in the National Football League? So many ways to bet these final eight teams, perhaps none more interesting than this. Remember, it's a bit of math. Don't get scared. But let's take the Tennessee Titans because I think they're a great example. Will they lose in the AFC Championship game? That's the short shot, plus 140. It's a shorter shot, barely, than losing this week, which is plus 165. The only other two options, of course, lose in the Super Bowl, plus 450, win the Super Bowl, plus 850. So I think there's a lot of people that believe the Titans will get by this week and lose in the AFC Championship game, as reflected by these numbers. But what you would have to compare this to, and by the way, these are courtesy of DraftKings, what you'd have to do is run a two-team parlay to compare. You'd have to do the Titans' money line this week with what you believe the Titans' money line as a dog would be next week against either Buffalo or Kansas City. So you'd have to play a little guessing lines for next week and then run that through the parlay calculator to see if plus 140 is a good bet in this market or not. 
Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. What are you guessing the line to be next well, week? They're, so they're about minus 170-ish this week. And so 170 this week. And then if we're assuming... Math on the radio, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> doesn't so get let's more just exciting. Just say, say plus 110. 105. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, there'll, there'll be, be bigger dogs points. than that. There'll be, there'll be at least field goal dogs. Yeah. Like, okay. if not more. Yeah. So about the same then. So they'd be plus one, what, 50-ish. Right, then. but you want to put the money line of the opponent next week. So it's it's the Titans' money line this week. I may have misspoke. The Titans' money line this week with the Titans' opponent's money line next week. So basically, so so basically like the same. Minus 170-ish yeah. then to like two minus 170 And what does that come out then. to? So two minus 170-ish comes out to... About plus 150. So All right. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. So plus 150, just a shade. If if you believe that's the line. If you believe that's the line. And also, yes. I'm using like, and it depends on your book, right? So like right now, I'm DraftKings, they're minus 170. If you went to MGM, they're minus 190 right, right now. So like, so right. again, there's there's also depending on how many outs you have out there and and if those even align at the same same book and all that as well, too. So I love anything that has two, two, two or more levels of handicapping. This, this stage of elimination stuff qualifies as that because you it's not enough to know the money line that applies. The Titans are a great example because I think a lot of people believe that's clearly the round they crap out in. And if you believe that, then it's just a two, you know, two things in the math equation sort of thing. Their money line this week, their opponent's money line next week. But every team has an example. Maybe you don't think it's the AFC Championship. But if you did think that, that's the kind of math what matches did that you would have to do with all the caveats. Shop for the best number. You have to do some guessing as to what you yes. think the spread will be next week and then associated money line to that spread. It's a whole thing. That said, the losing the divisional round, no matter where you bet it, right. that's the best number if you want, if you want Cincinnati outright. Because yeah. Cincinnati's money line is, is like 150, 160 right now. Right? So yeah. then you would play so that. Bet this market, not yeah. not the game money line on Cincinnati. Yeah. Assuming yeah. limits are the same, which they probably right. aren't. But right. you know what we mean. Yeah. At the very least, you could get whatever down a little on bit. that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 But as much as you can on this. On this yeah. and, then, yeah, and then bet the money line. There you go. Yes. Now we're so we did find a. Okay. Yeah. So we found at least something that is advantageous if you wanted to bet a game a certain yeah. way. And you can do this with every team. So there's mm. just the Titans. That's just one of four teams in the AFC, obviously. Let's look at the Bengals, their opponents. So the money line here on losing this week is minus 190. Here I'm guessing the Titans' actual money line in the game is a little less than this? Well, like I said, so it's it's... At DraftKings, it's 170, yeah. but it is 190 everywhere else. Okay. So so you would want to just play the money line at, at if, DraftKings. If you yeah. think the Titans will yeah. win the game and you want to play the money line, you'd play just the money line on that. You wouldn't deal with this market. And then there's the other ones. Lose mm-hmm. next week, plus 250. Lose the Super Bowl, 10-1. to 1. Win it all, 15-1. to 1. Jesus H. Burrow, as Matt calls him. I mean, <laughs> there's not a they're bet a year in this away. one to me. They're, they're, they're a year away. There's not a bet in this one, on this one to me because I think if I had to bet bets the Titans one, I'd probably split a unit between the divisional round and the conference championship round for them to lose at both plus money. And this one I have no idea because you're getting, A, you're getting a worse number this weekend than if you just bet the Titans money line. And, like, they're definitely going down, If they, I, I think, to the Bills or Chiefs. But I'm not confident they're going to get past this week, so I couldn't really bet anything here. Very cool. The fact that you have different ways to bet all this stuff is what makes this awesome. Wish we had these here. 
stage of elimination. Well, I, you know what I think one of the hardest parts is is remembering, right? Like even even when we get this stuff here and mm-hmm. we talk about this on the show all the time, so hopefully we are the people that will remember this, but it will be the you'll be rushing to ch- bet a money line on some team and be like, "Wait a second. Maybe I should actually look well, at one of these other markets that it, applies." It, it, to. It, and if anything, it's just a it's a good reminder for the people that are that do have these available to them, right? Because I mean, we don't, so it's Whatever we do this for, we do this. We do this for you guys. That's right. It's really for you. <laughs> it's a benevolent you know? exercise. Yes, we do this for you guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is because again, we already found one where if you think it were to go a certain way, that that would be a more advantageous bet. And mm-hmm. so it, it's at least worth like before you just instantly go in and fire. There are these other ways to go about it, just to to at least take a look at. Because again, like so, this losing divisional round with the Chiefs. Now, currently, as we sit right this very second, it's one fifteen on the bills at DraftKings, but it's less than 115 at every other book in the country. So it would be better in theory to, you know, to bet that than, than anywhere else. So there's definitely ways to, to multiple ways to skin the cat, as they say. That's right. Many ways to skin a cat. I think we made yes. that up just now, just now on the show. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Chiefs. Put it on a shirt in the VEASAN store. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's get that one out yeah. there. Chiefs to lose the Super Bowl is the long shot. I'm a little surprised by that. I would think that would be closer to the favorite, don't you? That's where these always get interesting. Yeah. You get down to the last stages, and, and you'll find a longer shot on, like, the to lose than to win. And I get it. It's all it's, it's all math we're dealing with here, but that one seems to me just intuitively to be wrong. That's the last option on the Chiefs? Interesting. Interesting that it's plus 450. And then, of course, the Bills. The final team here in the AFC, as we just do the AFC teams, we'll save the NFC for another time. The Bills losing this week, because they are slight dogs to the Chiefs, is the favorite, minus 130. Two-point dogs right now. Um, So the Chiefs' money line is essentially what you're comparing this Mm -hmm. against. Losing next week, plus 350. Winning the Super Bowl, 5-1. to Losing the Super Bowl, the long shot. So what these sort of indicate to me is that both they think the Bills and the Chiefs will be favorites in the Super Bowl kind of thing. It, uh, over anyone. Over yeah. anyone. Yes. So I'm looking at the pa- the Packers right now are their win the Super Bowl or and lose the Super Bowl are plus, pl- both plus 350. What's what's interesting with all of these because in, in the Titans example was the was the cleanest one where we're like okay, well you have to play a little guessing lines, right? You have to try to figure out what the line and we did this on this show a little earlier this week. We, you have to try to figure out what, if the Titans beat the Bengals, how will they do that? And the Bills Chiefs is the other one. Obviously, that's the marquee game. So that team's going to be favored no matter what the Titans do. Even if the Titans blow out the Bengals by three touchdowns, nobody's going to favor them. <laughs> Matt right? and I were kind of talking about yeah. this before the show. <laughs> Could you imagine if, like, I'm not wishing this on the world, believe me, but like, I was just thinking, like, what would be the worst thing? Like, if the Titans squeaked through, but like Derrick Henry got re injured, like that would be the widest possible. Well, we were line, even, right? well, we were going saying, the other way. I, I said, yeah. I said to him, I was, I was like, the only way they would be favored would be is whichever team won this, either Allen or Mahomes yes. went down. Correct. Like, like if they're yeah. if if one of the one of the quarterbacks in that game, I brought I brought up us getting a stinker in KC. That's a thirteen to ten game, and Titans come back and win like thirty five to to seven in front and, of a home. And Derrick Henry goes yeah. for like three hundred yards. Yeah, Matt was like, no, they'll still I just be, still they'll think still from the liabilities they wouldn't do it. I don't think so either. It would yeah. it would the flood of money that they would it would put them in such such a liability. The thing like, I'm a little curious about though is the Bills Chiefs thing being favored in the Super Bowl is what. At least what this indicates because and you have to think about what will it feel like if this team got through like you could say the same thing about the Niners right if the Niners upset the Packers at Lambeau 
They shouldn't be a dog against anybody, really, right? They could beat anybody the rest of the way. But if the Packers, the number one seed in the NFC, roll through the Niners, then crush the Bucks or the Rams, really the Chiefs or Bills going to be favored over Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Well, I think it's what it's it's a little bit of that. It's also a little bit of just they think the AFC path is harder to get to the Super Bowl. Yes, but you're right. There has to correct. be there has to be some of that in it too. Well, no, that they, what you're saying is I'll distill it even to the one game. It's the one game this week. The fact that the Bills are playing the Chiefs is what docks either team. Right. Right. From from just sort of winning it all kind of thing, but it's still shorter than losing. In the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> so it's it's fun. It's yeah, fun regardless. It's great to talk about. Yes, I love stuff regardless. like this. And again, check these out before yeah. you go bet this week if you're betting money lines. Because again, it's minus one thirty five if you wanted to bet the Chiefs on the money line right now. You can get the one thirty you know, in this market if you want to go that. You way. know what else is super cool? Betting tennis. You know what is cool betting tennis? Betting which player will get further. Kind of the same thing, but kind of not, because we'll do head to heads in the Australian Open next. Beeson's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Still to come, JVT to talk a little NBA with us, Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus, and the great Wes Reynolds to talk college hoops and golf. I know you guys have some golf thoughts too today, right? You have some- I do. I don't, not in love with this tournament. Not this in love is, with it. Yeah. These, these, Pro-Ams, wonky formats and mm. stuff and whatever, just uh, a little tough to play three different courses in three different days in a row. So there's like, it's really hard to kind of figure out, you know, you can't do course history stuff, can't really figure out, you know, like your typical modeling. But, you know, got a few plays, got by, a few plays. By the way, I had Jason Weingarten, host of the uh, Wide World of Weingarten podcast on a numbers game this morning. And he was telling, he's like, I've got a great bad beat story for you. And he was telling me, he was like, I had Jim Furyk in the first round of the Sony Open. I was like, well, do I have a story for you? Two stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kelly having him in the first round, Matt having him for the tournament. Yeah. Brutal. Everybody hates. Everyone well, he, well, from you that would, tournament. Yeah, well, yes. Kelly Specifically and, Hideki Matsuyama for, for you. Like, for figuring then, out how then, to putt. And then Kelly and Jason hate uh, Kevin Na. Yeah, Kevin Na for me. Yeah. Although Kevin now with the line of well, who's it Grayson what was the guy I said Grayson the, the other Grayson golfer? Murray right I'm really getting tired of how long you take putting <laughs> I'm really getting tired of you missing cuts that was great all right these are great also from DraftKings uh, maybe you're not the biggest tennis better in the world maybe you're like nah tennis I don't want to sit there and watch matches first of all that's your personal problem but secondly there's other ways to bet this and one of them is simply head to heads on who will go further in the tournament who between two players as selected by DraftKings matchups, both on the men's and the ladies' side. Let's start with the men. Daniil Medvedev, minus 150 versus versus Sasha Zverev at plus 110. This is a potential final, and I have futures on both. We have the Zverev plus 650s famously. So this is not one we would get involved in, but I think it's accurately priced. Because that's about what it would be if they were going to. Yeah. Play in the final. And I would just say stay away from that one because if you want to play either one of those and you think one of – if you think Medvedev's going to win the tournament, just play him in the futures market is yeah. what I would say because he's that good that he's going to get there. He's not going to – he's just – I hate to say it so, so boldly, but it's like he's probably not getting upset and either is Sasha. Probably not. But it's appropriately priced. How about this one? Andre Rublev, minus 165 versus Felix Auger-Aliassime. Andre Rublev minus 165. 
So you would have to go I've got to pop open a bracket. Yeah, yeah. Po- I popped it open myself. So you go to the bracket and you see, and now this is not going to be the easiest thing to find, but you'll see what the, the sort of matchups are right at this moment uh, in terms of these guys moving forward. So, do, 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 wait a minute, I go to the wrong thing. So I think Rublev, Rublev is absolutely the guy who should be favored. Uh, let's see here. I had it up. Sorry about this. Rublev is playing right now. He's playing Barankas right now. He's already up a break uh, in the first set. So he is in action right now. Is now my this uh, this bracket doesn't want to stay normal mm-hmm. for me. Now he would play Ogier Aliassim if Ogier Aliassim wins two more matches. If Rublev wins today and wins the next match, he would they would play each other. Here's the thing though, Ogier Aliassim has to play Daniel Evans next round, even if he gets by David, Davidovich Fokina. So, and I think Rublev beats Ogier Aliassim if they play each other in two rounds anyway. So I would absolutely play the favorite here, minus 165. I would absolutely, plus his data is just better yeah. than FAA's. So Rublev would be the play for me because Ogier Aliassim more likely to get tripped up before the match. And then if they do play, I think Ogier Aliassim loses. How about Karatsev versus Shapovalov? And you're like, wait, I thought Chapavala was great. How is Karatsev just, how is Karatsev that big of a favorite at minus 330? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because in this particular one, these guys played yesterday and both advanced. Karatsev and Chapavala would play each other if both won two more matches. But here's the deal. And so you say, who are the two matches they have to play? Well, the second one for Karatsev before he got to Chapavala would be Nadal. Uh Uh-oh. The issue, though, for Shapovalov is that he has to play Opelka and then Sasha Zverev. That is why Karatsev is the minus 330 favorite, and that is why you should either bet Karatsev or nothing at all there, my humble opinion. Am I going too fast for you here? I can't get it. I can't yeah, the, the brackets are hard to pick up, yes. and they move around, too. That's, yeah, all right. seriously. All right, I'll just keep rolling. Sebastian Korda versus Marin Cilic. So Korda and Cilic both in action I believe, was it last night that they were both in action? Because didn't Korda beat somebody yesterday? Yes. Korda uh, won his match yesterday against Corentin Mute. And so these guys, again, sort of same thing. They would play each other in two rounds, two rounds from now. The problem for, uh, let's see, Korda versus, who is it? Korda versus Chilich. The problem for Korda is that next match, he will play the winner of the alcaraz Berrettini match. So God help Sebastian Corda, who's would, really, really good. Wouldn't Chilich be? Would he not be favored in their match if when they face? No, Corda he's, he's would been be favored. Pa- surpassed by Corda. Oh yeah, Corda would be favored. I don't know where Chilich is though. I'm trying to figure out where he is. Where he is on this board. So I'm having trouble sort of comparing it. But just know that in Corda's case, he's got a ridiculously tough match after this coming match that he has. Um, so that's his sort of Achilles. Can you find Chilich? These are so hard to... Uh, once you get the bracket down, you figure these out. Chilich has to... Okay, so Chilich is playing right now. He should get by Gombos, but Chilich then is going to probably have to play Rublev. So that's why Korda's minus 200. Korda is the play or nothing to me because Korda does have one match right now before he has to play the winner of that alcaraz Berrettini match. He has Carreño Busta. Uh, so that's going to be tough, too, but I, I'd say it's appropriately priced. So none of these, to me, super bettable. Here's one that is bettable, because these two play each other. Just mention them. Carlos Alcaraz against Matteo Berrettini. Alcaraz from Spain, Berrettino, Berrettini from Italy. You don't need to know that, but I just thought I'd show off. 
Alcaraz is minus 165. I think that's short for what he's actually priced at. So I think you would play Carlos Alcaraz right here. Oh, yeah, because that's like tomorrow, right? Right, and I think Alcaraz is like minus 185 last I looked. So you would play, Alcaraz is the best bet thus far. And then Tsitsipas versus Yannick Sinner. I think they would play, if it all played out right, I think they would come out of that third quarter if I'm, if I'm, if I remember correctly. Well, see, here's the deal with this. Tsitsipas plays Baez, and then he would probably have to play Grigor Dimitrov. Whereas Yannick Sinner, Yannick Sinner would, would get to play. Let me find Yannick Sinner. Yannick Sinner's playing Stevie Johnson. He'll win that. And then he has to play Andy Murray. So do you believe Sinner would beat Murray and Tsitsipas would lose to Dimitrov? I think maybe. And I actually think Sinner so at minus Sinner 110. So Sinner would be, because he would be a bigger favorite in, if they were to. Yes. Yeah. So I think Sinner minus 110 is a good bet. So Alcaraz and Sinner. We only have four on the ladies' side. Ash Barty versus Iga Swatek is like the first example of Medvedev versus Zverev. They could face each mm-hmm. other in the finals. The issue for Ash Barty, though, is that she plays Naomi Osaka. If both win out, they both play in the fourth round. Do you give Naomi Osaka a chance? I, I, look, so far so good, right? Yeah. I mean, we'll see we'll see where it goes from here. But we were we were saying, you know, listen, it was very tough for to put any sort of future on her because we didn't know what we were going to get out of her. I mean, listen, everything she's saying, everything she's doing out on the court, everything seems in line with what you would want so far. But again, we're we're not very deep into this yet. Yeah, I mean, I already have a future on Svatek, so I would not mm-hmm. be involved. But that's a, the, the problem with Barty. The only problem with playing Barty there is when, if she faces Svatek in the final, she'd probably be a bit of a shorter favorite than that. Not by much, but a little bit, I would imagine. And she's got the Naomi Osaka road bump. Krajikova versus Sabalenka, looking where they are right now. Krajikova and Sabalenka both winning their matches yesterday. Krajikova, just better numbers than Sabalenka. I almost don't even have to look at the bracket. Krajikova's the She's answer. She's got Ostapenko next. Yeah, she'll beat Ostapenko, I think. She'll beat Ostapenko. And then Sabalenka has... Why can't I find Sabalenka? She has... Why can't I find Sabalenka? I don't know where she is. Anyway... Krajikova has the better numbers, so I would just say with that sight unseen on the brackets in this case, I would say Krajikova. Oh, S- uh, Sabalenka takes on probably Vondrasova next, but she's got to play Wong first. So I don't know. It's Krajikova is the be- is the more solid favorite there, minus two hundred. I wouldn't touch that, but that's appropriately priced. Osaka versus Garbine Muguruza is interesting though, because Osaka is minus one sixty five, Muguruza at plus one twenty. Who is there a play here? Osaka versus Muguruza. Mm. Um, oh, well, Muguruza's, I mean, obviously, they're a long way to go. She's down 3 0 in the first set right now. Oh, is she? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so there's a play. So, <laughs> so I guess this would be off the board right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm sure this is off okay. the board right now. Well, there, you'd have to fight, figure out the end of that first. So that's off For the board. For any, any, of, any, of any of these people playing right now, yeah. I guess it's off the board. All right. And then the last one is Bedosa versus Halep. Bedosa is minus 250. Uh, Paula Bedosa is elite at this point. Uh, she is playing Kostyuk. Uh, and then she would play the winner of Maddie Keys versus Kinwen Wang. She would be favored over Keys, but Keys is perhaps finding her recent form. That's the thing about Maddie Keys. With Muguruza, well, the path is a little more dicey. A little more dicey, and that's why Bedosa is what she... Oh, excuse me, Halep. Pardon me, Halep. 
Yeah, it's a little more dicey. Halep's got players in front of her that she's got to worry about. So, really, I guess Alcaraz was the play there, and I think center. Those are the best plays yeah, on the board. Halep, likely to get Raducanu. All right. Thanks for playing with us for that. JVT, NBA, next. Beeson's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to Primetime Action, live from the South Point. Don't forget, you can hunt down a win with the football showdown series presented by Amazon Prime Video's Reacher. Play free fantasy football during the playoffs and fight for your share of $20,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Jack Reacher now to get in on the action. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Do you watch Jack Reacher? Um, I don't think it, uh, I think it said premieres February 4th. Oh, okay. So, um, so you do not, so I have not yet, okay. but I will say this after the Super Bowl, yeah, I might, uh, I might give that a, a whirl. I'll oh. be looking for something to, okay. you know, decompress. I saw the movie. We which I was going to say, it was really good. I was going to say, wasn't it a, yeah, movie? It was a movie? That's what movie. I meant. Yeah. yeah. Do you see the movie? Oh, um, yeah. that was with Tom Cruise. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's with yes. Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was a good flick. Tom Cruise. Yes, I saw it back in the day. Uh, he's been so many different. He was Reacher, and then he was also, he was the the guy in Mission Impossible, and he was the guy. He's played the same character just in different movies, like three different times. So no, you know, you're no. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> but really? you're trying to like figure out which one that is because if I said yeah. give me the premise to Jack Reacher right now, you'd be like uh, action flick. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, you'd be like uh, someone stole something. Somebody's and he went to go get it back the main character. Yeah. And he has to get revenge. Or he had to steal something or whatever. Yes, it's like it's one of those deals. So you didn't see it, is what you're saying? I think I saw it. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell you a, a thing <laughs> anyway, about it. I have reached you? the point in life where even if I see something, I don't remember any of it, but I didn't see that. Well, specifically something like that, because, like, there's John Reacher, and then there's Jack Ryan, and then there's – who? what's the one that – who's the guy that Keanu Reeves plays? The, John Wick. The, John yep. Wick. There's yeah, all these guys. Uh, too many names for me. All these guys, and, all, and it's basically the same thing. They're all just, you know, tough guys, and they either are – Tough guys. You know, they're either going to <laughs> hurt someone else or they're trying, someone's trying to hurt them. And then, uh, you know, it plays out. Genius formula. And they win. Genius formula. And they win. And they Spoiler win. Spoiler alert. And they win. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't spoil the movie yeah. uh, or the show. All right. Uh, let's talk some basketball. Let's bring him in. He's our senior NBA analyst, and he is half of the Edge hosting team along with Matt Humans. It's Jonathan Von Tobel, everybody. Also got the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. How you doing, JVT? I'm good. I'm really disappointed. Uh, Ethan Hunt, the uh, secret agent yes, from Mission Impossible, is one of the most well-written characters in all of cinema. 
Wow. One of the most well-written characters in all of cinema. So you could probably tell us then the what the what the plot is to, to Jack Reacher. Something got stolen. I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. See, there you go. There you go. Yeah. See, there it is. Uh, I love the pregnant pause. Something got stolen. Yeah. The main character was wrong, and he needs revenge. Okay. Yeah. That's right. And he will do it with an intense glare. It will be awesome. Before you the, your... the villains probably from Eastern Europe. Uh, you know, we know the tropes. Totally. His name's Hans. All right. Before we get to your picks, JVT. Last year, I don't know if it was around this time. It might have been a little later. But you were, if I'm not mistaken, you were on the Tom Thibodeau train. With some of us, you were you were all about Thibodeau before Thibodeau was cool when he was about twenty five to one ish for Coach of the Year. I hope I'm characterizing that correctly. Is there a you know here we are in mid January, super early, but is there someone in the Coach of the Year market where you're like I think this guy's a little mispriced? You know, so I was uh, to clarify. I don't think I was so much on the Tom Thibodeau train, but I was on the hey, if you're going to bet it, it's going to be Thibodeau because yeah. there's a lot of value in a number like that. Um, but as far as like if we're looking at coach of the year and, and the awards and, and who is worth looking at at this point right now, I mean, the, the name goes straight to uh, Taylor Jenkins, head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, what he's been able to do in la- last look, I think he was about seven or eight to one, depending on where you shop for your numbers. But it's got to be him because he's done an incredible job with his team. And it's funny, you know, during this run, he's actually been out for a little bit of it because, you know, COVID situations and whatnot. But he, he's developed these young players. He's a big reason why his system, he hails from Mike Budenholzer's system. The way they've been playing defense has them first in the NBA in defensive efficiency since the end of November. He, he is a big reason why this team is obviously playing so well. And I think especially when you consider J.B. Bickerstaff and that team kind of falling back maybe a little bit with the injuries. I think Taylor Jenkins has to be at the top of the list if you're looking for a little bit of a value play on that board. John, I know this game's already started, but you're on the under in the Magic Sixers. Uh, pacing about about on the number there that you got, I think the live number sitting right now somewhere like 214 and a half. So basically what you, what you got it at, what put you on that play? And if the number's still sitting at what it was before the game started, would you still uh, look at the under? Yeah, uh, so what got me on it was that I expected the Philadelphia 76ers to be able to defend the Orlando Magic relatively well, Matt. Like, if you look at what Orlando does as a team offensively, a majority of their offense is generated from the perimeter, right? They take a lot of three-point shots, and they're not good at shooting three-point shots in terms of accuracy, but they're going to attempt a lot of them, and they have no presence within four feet of the basket. It really plays into the hands of the 76ers. You know, one of the weaknesses for Philly is actually the rim defense. Even with a guy like Joel Embiid, they're bottom half of the league in rim shooting defensively. And that's why Washington, a team that lives within four feet of the basket, was able to do what they were the other night. But Orlando's not going to be able to do that. We've kind of seen that play out here. The pace picked up in the second quarter, uh, but that's when Joel Embiid actually went back to the locker room with what seemed like an injury. He's back on the floor out there, so I'd expect it to slow down again a little bit here. But a lot of it had to do with the way Philly's going to be able to defend this team. And these are two of the slower-paced teams in the NBA, so I'd expect this to kind of slow down, bog down a little bit more, too, as we kind of progress. Big night in the NBA in terms of the uh, number of games. You do have a play in the latest start, the latest tip-off tonight. What is that? Yeah, I, so I played the Lakers minus four and a half, and um, maybe I was just, uh, it's funny, so I, I bet against them the other night uh, when I had the Jazz, and the Jazz were up nine in the fourth quarter, and Stanley Johnson, I don't know if you guys saw this, went off for 12 points yeah. in the fourth quarter <laughs> by himself <laughs> to beat the uh, the Jazz. Uh, but in this, look, you know, Indiana, if you go back since December 15th, when all these injuries and these absences, Malcolm Brogdon with his Achilles issue, Miles Turner's been out for a while. This has been one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. Uh, we're talking 27th and non-garbage time defensive efficiency, the bottom of the league in terms of uh, transition defense. But one of the things the Lakers really want to do, they give the third most shots within four feet of the basket over that span as well. And they've been on a really, really solid downturn here. And the Lakers, they just, 
they do a lot of things well, the things they do well, and that's going to bother, I think, Indiana here in some of the areas that they have really failed to defend on that area of the floor. So I think ultimately it seems like a pretty good spot. L.A. still at home after a big win against the Utah Jazz, and what they're doing offensively should really be able to get to what the Indiana Pacers failed to do defensively tonight. John, we all uh, we all know what the net situation is right now. Does yeah. uh, you know? And and I took a flyer yesterday on a hundred to one on Harden to win the MVP because again, it, yeah. every single home game he's just going to have to go YOLO. And I understand that that could equal you know twenty five percent shooting, and he's and he's you know the hundred to one turns to two hundred to one. But also. If things happen to start going down and they happen to continue to win and he is the big reason for that, um, I, I think that that number was just pretty pretty off. And I, I'm curious as to what you think. I mean, from, from a hardened perspective, I mean, we understand that the – the amount of usage he is going to get and what is going to be expected of him moving forward is just going to be in- incredible. Yep. No, I would agree. I agree with all those points, Matt. And to add to your argument here, just look at the state of the MVP race as a whole right now, right? So Kevin Durant goes down. So that's part of the reason why you bet that. So he's was before he went down the second choice to win that award. Steph Curry has been, and I was on with you guys last week. We were talking about this. He's been on now. What is a month long slump in terms of his performances. If you go back to that first game against Phoenix that they lost since that game, he's shooting 37% from the floor, not even from three from the floor. And he's got career lows in terms of three point percentage at this point right now. And there was one more statistic I wrote about it, that he's actually going to put up a career low if he, if he maintains it throughout the season. So I don't think Steph Curry should be the favorite right now. So you look at just the state of the race and now you're looking around and you say, well, Jokic has a really good case, but his team's not really winning any games. I guess there's Giannis Antetokounmpo if the Bucks start to wake up a little bit more, but I think to add to your point, this MVP race is absolutely wide open. And I think when you're talking about a number like 100 to 1 on a guy who's going to get the usage, who's going to be the focal point of this team, because remember Kyrie Irving's not going to play at those home games, I, I think that's going to be a really big part of it. So I would agree with that play at 100 to 1. Boy, look at Ja down to 10 to 1 now. Just, yeah. just absolutely falling. Um, let me just ask you about, because we, we batted this around about the Grizzlies, since I uh, see Ja triggers in my brain. What is the best way to bet the Memphis Grizzlies? Do you bet John Morant by proxy? If you think if you think the Grizzlies, Grizzlies have the third best record in the entire NBA. If you think as a better that they're going to just continue soaring, they have the best record in basketball since Thanksgiving. Is John Morant at ten to one to win MVP the best way to bet this team, or do you really think they could make a run into the postseason? Or as we talked about on this show. Are they more of a regular season team where they just come at you in waves and that ability to play full tilt in the postseason is just not going to be the same? Yeah, I, so I think I tend to think that they're kind of more of a regular season team, Gil. Like, you know, look, they're really young. Their core, right, is a bunch of young dudes who have been drafted and developed by that squad. You know, young teams, especially in the throes of a regular season where you're catching veteran squads, like playing the third game of four nights and like, oh, these kids, like they're just like running around playing hard and we just want to get out of here and go back to the hotel room. Like, I think that leads to some really solid regular season play. You know, the best comp I've seen from this team that's been thrown around a lot is, the, you know, those Bulls teams with Derrick Rose, especially the year that they're at their peak. And, you know, you have a really young guard and they're kind of taking the league by surprise, but ultimately, well, they made a somewhat deep run in the, uh, the, to the conference finals, if I remember correctly, right. They, they didn't really, they ultimately never finished uh, with an NBA title. And I think that kind of, at least for this season, uh, replicates what they're doing. And I would say this, cause I'm glad we brought up John Morant. 
I honestly think that there's not really a great case for John Moran to win MVP. So if you look at everything, I think the way to go is probably just Jenkins to win the award at 7-1. Uh, Jenkins is the answer to win Coach of the Year at 7-1. Thank you, JVT. Appreciate it, man. Good, good to talk to you guys. Jonathan Von Tobel. We should probably say his full name, too. At me, JVT. Coming back, Wes Reynolds, the glue that holds this whole operation together. College basketball and golf will update all the scores next. It is VEASAN's Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.